Here's an uncomfortable question we're all about to grapple with thanks to the virus. How many dead teachers is too many dead teachers? And on that uplifting note, bonjour amigos. A sincere thank you for inviting us into your day. I'm Bob Ervovi. That over there in the bass guitar, the one, the only, the extra-dimensional musical genius, Fishby. I think that was your. I think that was your cue, Fishby, to cut the lead there. Cut the. Cut the uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, whole fishbowl of questions to uh, to get to in a moment. Toughest questions in showbiz. But uh, but first, should we, or should we not? So Shakespearean, almost. Should we or should we not send our collective kids back to school in the fall? Florida, currently on fire with the virus and trending even hotter. But their governor, Ron DeSantis, a Trump ass-kisser codenamed Plumpy Douchebag, is committed to regular school in the fall. And regular school in the fall in Florida doesn't start in the fall. That school starts August 10th. Our executive producer goes to school in Florida. And Trump says he's going to pressure every governor in the fucking party in the USA to do the same, to open school in the fall. I agree that we absolutely have to get the kids back to school as soon as possible. But that comes with a huge, huge fucking caveat and emphasis on the word possible, which allows us to skip directly to the end of, but sadly also the very fucking beginning of this tragically circular debate. How the fuck are we defining the word possible when we say we got to get the kids back to school as soon as possible? Here's some, just some, of the tough questions that exist in a rarely visited place called reality. Perhaps you've heard of it. How many dead teachers is too many dead teachers? Because that will be inevitable. There are at least 3.7 million teachers in the U.S. And with that huge number in mind, 3.7 million, how many dead teachers will be too many to justify opening the schools while the virus is raging? 370? 3,700. 37,000, how many teachers have to be sacrificed in order to send the kids back to school? The teachers aren't robots. And how many dead parents? How many dead aunts, uncles, grandparents, big brothers, big sisters? All traced back to a classroom infection. How much death is too much death? And even though most kids do do well with the virus... We will for sure lose a number of students, too. For most kids, internet school does totally suck. We got to do this as soon as possible. I mean, internet school sucks even if they do have access to reliable internet. 
Kids need the structure, the learning environment, and the socialization, and the trained professionals teaching is fucking hard. And millions of parents do really, really need, or at least really, really want the de facto childcare back that schools provide. And of course, lunch to millions of poor students. But how much death are those things really worth at the end of the day? This is, this is some complex shit. I'm tempted to just let that question lurk around your mind, and I'll just casually slide into question one after an overextended pregnant pause. Because it's too fucking hard for me. Oh, don't worry, Fishbee. Don't worry. But alas, rather than just sliding into the questions in the fishbowl, here I go again. How many dead teachers is too many dead teachers? Zero is not an answer that exists in reality, so fuck off on, on zero. And 3.7 million teachers forces, uh, forces us to ponder and reckon with some uncomfortably large numbers if we're actually going to talk about this. I think what we'll end up doing is not opening up schools, hopefully, in any district or county where the virus numbers and death are trending up, up, up. And then the schools that are back are going to have to randomly test a portion of students and staff daily. And the first positive test just down the whole school until everyone gets the green light negative test. And that process keeps repeating until we have a vaccine or herd immunity. Boom. Problem solved. Makes sense. Yeah. Woo. Fishby, we did it. We solved it. Uh, we didn't because there is, uh, well, there's a myriad of problems. One of them particularly huge. A huge fucking problem. I mean, huge. To do that, which would be the safest way, the smart way to get where we all want to be, which is kids back in school and life back to some semblance of normalcy. We don't currently have enough tests or the capacity to process that volume of extensive testing, nor will we anytime soon. So to put this game we're playing in Trump terms, and it's a deadly game, we're just going to play China virus Russian roulette. Potentially the most dangerous game any civilization has ever waged outside a world war. As Trump would call it, China virus Russian roulette. And we're just going to see what happens. We're just going to, you know, we're, we're just going to play this virus thing by ear. I mean, we, we've done such a great job with the virus so far. What could, what could possibly go wrong with China virus, Russian roulette, President Trump? And now, Fishby, now, finally, yeah, I know, I know, that was, uh, that was a doozy. But I, I'll, I'll tell you what happened before we get to the fishbowl there. Uh, this, this was one of those days that, that the more I thought about it, the more, the more questions 
uh, arose. And then, and then as I tried to solve those questions in my mind, those spurred even more questions. We're, um, I mean, I hate to say we're fucked, but this is, this is a fucked up situation. This once in a century global flu pandemic is, is no good. It's no good. I know they had things like the Depression and World War I, World War II, and Vietnam and 1960. I know, Vietnam, there's been some bad times in this country. But at least people that were born after the Spanish flu and died before this fucker, at least, at least they missed out on a once-in-a-century global flu pandemic. Sure, those other things were bad, but I'm not saying this is the worst, but it is, it is a thing. It is, it's definitely a... It's, we can all agree on that. Finally, we've circled back. There's something we can all agree on, like a, uh, like a Subaru with a rainbow wrap. We can all agree on that. All right, all right. Sorry, 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 sorry. And uh, I, God, I, you know what? I should have told you this in in the tease, but whatever. Uh, there's gonna be an issue when we get to the finale. It could be a great issue. Could be great. Could be great. Could be uh. Uh, less than uh, uh, great, but we'll find out when we get to uh, the finale. But first, the, the toughest fishbowl in show business. Toughest fishbowl in politics. What's question one, Fish B? What's question one? Where are you and Fish B on protesters tearing down Confederate statues. Well, in terms of the Confederate statues, I mean, I, given I'm a kid of the West Coast, though, I have no allegiance to the South. I don't think those Civil War statues, uh, I mean, you can, you'd have memorials for people's great, great grandfathers. I, that, that, that's a bit, but statues, I, I fucking hate them. Maybe, maybe, maybe belong in, uh, in Civil War museums. But when it comes to these statues, and I'm talking just of the Confederate statues. If, if I can make a random aside before I even answer this question, um, the tearing down of uh, Ulysses S. Grant, and, uh, and Frederick Douglass, stupid, fucking, fucking stupid. I mean, that's just, that's just, a lot of these statues need to go. No fan of Christopher Columbus, no fan of General E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, get them out of here. But, I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Is Russia pulling those statues down? Is Russia doing those ones? Just saying. Just saying. Now back to uh, protesters tearing down Confederate statues. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but, but, but it's true. Uh, when it comes to protesting, and hopefully the, the ultimate goal of protest is the change uh, we have in mind, it's a, um, it's a delicate and certainly debatable balance. Uh, I've said before, and I want to say I originally heard this, uh, this statement, and I don't think he made it up either, but I think I heard uh, the, uh, the very smart, very astute uh, uh, CNN, amongst other things, Van Jones. But I think I heard Van Jones say one time, it is not the job of the protesters to make the bystanders feel comfortable. But 
I think also, I, I mean, you kind of have to make sure your actions don't make the end game of your protest further away. You don't, sure, the protest is great, but you don't want to do more damage to your ultimate cause. But that, again, that is, um, that is, I mean, there's a little bit of art to it, a whole lot of philosophy, a whole lot of strategy, but then you're strategizing against something that's completely unpredictable, and that is the way history uh, continues to bounce off our current type uh, space-time continuum. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be weird. I'm not trying to be smart like Russell Brand. I'm just saying, is you don't like the world changes a little bit every fucking day, and when you're trying to change the future to get those two things to overlap eventually is uh, obviously, obviously not easy. Uh, one other point on these statues, and then we'll move on to question two. But um, if the Justice Department, based on a President Trump uh, executive memo, uh, really does start seeking 10 years in prison for anyone involved in the desecration of a fucking statue, I mean... Uh, but by that logic, kill all the birds. Well, right. Um, can we all agree that, that that's just way too fucking heavy handed? Ten years in prison for the desecration of a statue. That's not justice. That's not proportional. That's just fucking vengeance. And one of the myriad of reasons why we desperately need prison reform in uh, these here United States. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fish B. That's the that's the only thing I like about Fish B's questions. It, it allows me to do this. Allows me to go, which is a is a is a fun sound. It's uh, I take a lot of medication to not be sad, and uh, it's hard to be sad when uh, when something inspires you to you know. Like, see, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. Good stress reliever. It's like a stress ball, only better. Not as good as a not as good as a blowjob, but a stress ball nonetheless. Uh, so I'm sorry, I'm off track now. Yo, it's me, Fishby. Why does school in Florida start so fucking early? Yeah, school in Florida. I mean, most schools across the country, at least where I grew up and my friends grew up, like they they we started after typically like after Labor Day was usually when we would start, like the Wednesday after Labor Day. Um, but yeah, Florida, every year they, 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 they start early, uh, August 10th uh, this year. And I, um, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have 100% factual data here, but I think that's most of the schools across the South. But then they do things like get two spring breaks. They take lots of, lots of days off during the year. They still go the 180 days like everyone else. But I think they do that. Because even now, I mean, there are impoverished communities that don't always have access to the luxury of air conditioning. And in that sunbelt from Texas to fucking Florida, it's fucking hot in the fucking south in the fucking summer. So I think for the real dog days of summer, they at least get the kids out of the sunshine for, you know, the majority of the day. By So getting that out of August, September, and even the first couple weeks of uh October for sure uh, down there. That's my best guess. Um, some, some, someone hit me up on uh, on some social media that I barely know I have, and let me know anyway, uh, at Bob's Fishbowl or uh, at Bob Van Dyne. Um, I, I could be wrong, so I look I look forward to uh, I look forward to the correction. Comment below.
Sorry, that that was an inside joke between uh between myself and someone I've never met. Uh, YouTube yoga with Adrian to leave your leave your comment below. Uh, what's next, Fishby? Are there more? Are there more? I thought this show was every weekday. What's the deal? Listen, wise guy or wise gal. Here's the deal. Uh, we're on summer vacation, which is, which is required uh, doing a show like this. Try, try, just trying to create the most compelling weekday podcast in the history of podcasting. Um, again, like China virus, Russian roulette. What could possibly go wrong? Um, we're having t- till August 17th is when we, when we come back in earnest, uh, five days a week. So, but, uh, but Hey, it, it, one a week, two a week, not bad, not bad for someone that's, uh, for someone that's on vacation. What's next fish be? Are the attorney general and the president on a mission to put black people back in their place? Now that is a loaded question. I'm sure I'm sure neither the attorney general nor the president. I can 100 percent guarantee that those two class acts have never, ever in their lives referred to a black person as uppity. Right? Those, those, those wizards of wisdom, Bill Barr and Trumpster Fire, Don. Sure, sure, sure. Um, we're going to, that's a very in depth question and, and, and deserves more time than I have right this very second. So let's put that back in the fishbowl and we will get to that whenever chapter 472 happens. Are the attorney general and the president on a mission to put black people back in their place? Because we, we need some uh, examples if we're going to answer that correctly. Um, I, I, d- I do have a random aside, which are my favorite types of asides. Not, not our first one of today, I, I believe. Um, but you know where they play the Masters? I mean, I barely do because I hate golf. I hate golf culture. I'm sorry, golfers. It's just not for me. Anything where shirts are tucked in. I, I No, it's just, I, 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 I could go on. I, it, it goes a little deeper than that. But Augusta National Golf Course, where they play the most famous golf tournament in the world, the Masters. Um, did you know at that particular establishment, speaking of putting black people in their place, uh, black caddies at Augusta National, black caddies were required until 1982. Not that long ago. Like 40 years. Less than 40. Like, like you couldn't have a white caddy prior to 1982. It had to be a black person who was in their place and not uppity. And uh, the club itself had no black members until 1990. And I believe they didn't have any females until like sometime between 2008 and 2012. And Condi Rice was one of the first ones. I believe there's only two women members. Anyway, I thought that we were, we were putting that one back. What What's next, Fishby? What's next? You are sounding good today, Fishby, if you don't mind me saying. How's the John Bolton buck? 
I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Um, usually I enjoy these nerdy books. This John Bolton book is terrible. I'm like 182 pages in. I've already been to a NATO summit, a G7 summit, a Trump's meeting with Kim Jong-un in Singapore. I've been to the Putin meeting in Helsinki that went terribly off the rails. And there's very little interesting to read that, that wasn't already well known in, in, in public press accounts. So I think I'm going to just skip ahead to like the last three chapters, maybe the last two, maybe the last one, maybe the last page. Because as soon as that Mary Trump book comes out, that is going to be like, honestly, I think that's going to be a, a page turner. She, she's like, like a clinical psychologist and, and, and takes down Trump and the whole, she's no fan of the Trump clan. Her dad, uh, Trump's brother, uh, uh, the alcoholic that, that passed away that, uh, yeah, anyway. So I look for I, I got to make room on the on on the Kindle for uh for Mary I, and I think that comes out uh, next week. What's next, Fishby? How would you define Kaylee McEnany's job? Uh to be tan and wear dresses that have no sleeves. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, just so we're all on the same page, is the White House press secretary for the Trump administration. Uh, how would I define her job? To argue to the press and us that, um, that the words, actions, and social media of an irrational lunatic are totally rational. <clears throat> don't don't mind the the raving lunatic on fire. He's not on fire. He's totally totally fine. That's uh, that's that that that's her job. And uh, what's next, Fishby? What's next? What's the best part of the Trump presidency? What's the what's what's the best part of the Trump presidency? I've gotten uh, I've gotten uh, this question uh, uh, before. Um, hopefully that it's almost over. Uh, but there is something called the Trump effect, where like all the positions he's he's pushing forward on, America realizes for the majority we're not into that shit. Uh, immigration. Never been more popular. Black Lives Matter. Never been more popular. It's the Trump effect, and I like that. And oh, there's Isaiah's music, which means we've reached the final question of today's fishbowl. What, Zay? Actually, I've got two questions. Oh, my goodness gracious. What? Now, you are the executive producer, so you're calling the shots. Do you want me to do this one first, or you want to do the other one? Yeah, let's do this one. All first. right, all right. So this one, this one's from Isaiah. How long are my intestines? How long are my intestines? I mean, he's 10. He, he's, he's like average height of, of, of 10. I, I don't know what a 10-year-old would be, Zay Zay. 
But, uh, I mean, you're talking to someone who is uh, great at uh, uh, completely unuseful tidbits like this because, believe it or not, when going to college, I hosted a trivia night at the best bar at Washington State University, the Coog. Um, uh, the, the small intestine on your average human is like 22 feet, and the large intestine is 5 feet, making for 27 feet. You're like 75% of a normal-sized human versus 60%. So let's say you're like, eh, 19 and a half feet, something like that. All right, and what's your, uh, what's your next question? We got, we got a show to, uh, to kill here. What is it? How many more questions do we have left? What that? Hey, hey, hey! You know the answer to that. The last question is yours. That was it. Kill the, kill the music, Fishby. Kill the music. Because uh, now it is time for many people, and I, and, and I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them at all. Their, their absolute favorite part of the show, because it's the end. It's the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and or the finale. Kick it, me! Now, I told you we were going to have some problems with the finale, and here's the finale. I think we can all agree that the, uh, th- that the lead uh, uh, today was, uh, was excellent. Long story short, um, somebody, I'm not saying who, could have been Fishby, could have been Isaiah, could have been Plantasia, my lucky Thai bamboo desk plant, or it could have been me, but one of us, um, didn't forget, uh, the finale. In fact, intentionally omitted the finale with the understanding that I was gonna have to disappoint you in a way that usually only happens to women I have sex with. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh... Chapter 472, you might get a finale with that one. I'm guessing it's going to happen. Again, this is the summer we're trying to do one a week. Uh, So we don't know exactly when chapter 472 is going to happen, hopefully within the next seven days. Uh, But but the best thing uh, you can do, uh, podcast people say, and uh, they haven't kicked me out of the club yet. I'm sure that's only a matter of time before I'm no longer welcome in the podcasters club. They have great coasters, great coasters in the Podcasters Club, and uh, and ashtrays too. In fact, we call them cash trays because they we literally podcast. There's so much fucking money in podcasting. We just whatever we're smoking, we just ash it in an ashtray filled with cash, a cash tray, burning bills at the Podcast Club because that's how we do. Um, yeah, like, subscribe, follow, I don't even fucking know, who fucking cares at this point, <laughs> right? Am I wrong or am I right? Who fucking cares? We're out of here. Say bye, Zay. Bye, give him a follow so you get notified when we do shows. Yeah, bye. See, he was trying to executive produce, but then he gets a little mic shy. It's just like my penis near a woman. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, say adios, Fishby. Say adios. That's not your usual adios sound. Where the fuck is the guitar? Say adios, Fishby.